Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 1st of August and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 984 and we travel to Surrey in England where the popular Bishop Ethelwald of Winchester died today. After the spiritual damage left by Danish invasions caused by relentless raids on monasteries, Ethelwald dedicated his life to rebuilding the monastic network and promoting the Benedictine order. He created many enemies within the church because of his single-minded focus. And he was more extreme in his opposition to secular clergy than his fellow reformers. However, many of the ordinary English people considered him a saint because he sold the treasures of the church to feed the poor. For those living outside of Scandinavia, the Viking Age effectively began in 793 with an attack on the monastery of Lindisfarne, a characteristically violent harbouring of what was in store for Britain and much of Europe from the Vikings for the next 300 years, until the final destruction of the heathen temple to the Norse gods at Uppsala around 1090. At the beginning of the Viking Age, all those living in Scandinavian were considered heathen. And by the end of the Viking Age, they were at least superficially Christian. Considering the richness of Viking culture and law, this transformation is incredible. Particularly as Norse culture was based around revenge, particularly in avenging your family's honour or your tribe's honour, and the warrior was glorified. Whereas Christianity stands for the opposite, for forgiveness and love. For the Viking world to be assimilated within 300 years into the Christian world is quite remarkable. When Harold Bluetooth, as the king of Denmark, was baptised around 965. It's unlikely that this was because he was convinced that the Christian religion was the only truthful way. Historians see his baptism as a tactical manoeuvre to hold the German emperor at bay. However, over time, the church and Christianity suited him very well in his ambition to unite the tribes The technology of literacy and scripture was brought by the monks and the Danish king realised how this could allow him to send letters and messages to peripheral tribes and thus the centre could more reliably govern the peripheries. The Bluetooth wireless specification was named after the king in 1997. And the Swedish company Ericsson chose the name Bluetooth, hoping that this short-link radio technology would unite digital devices the way that Harold Bluetooth had united the tribes of Denmark into a single kingdom. The Bluetooth logo consists of the runes of his initials H and B. Robert Ferguson in his book The Hammer and the Cross explores the rise of Christianity, tracing the stages of first violent occupation by the Vikings and then their gradual assimilation. 
In Britain, the West Saxons had been the only ones to preserve their kingdom from Viking conquest and, and under Athelstan, a new Christian kingdom uniting the Angles and the Saxons emerged. Monastic life had declined to a low ebb in England in the 9th century, partly because of the ravages caused by Viking attacks. However, kings from Alfred the Great onwards took an interest in the Benedictine rule of life. However, it was only by the middle of the 10th century that support became financial and kings became ready to commit substantial funds to setting up and endowing monasteries. Ethelwald became the leading propagandist for the monastic reform movement, which made a major contribution to the revival of learning in the arts. To his admirers, the bishop was known as the father of monks and the benevolent bishop and friend of Christ's poor. However, he was very ascetic and learned, but didn't suffer fools gladly. And in a mixed reputation, he was also said to have been as terrible as a lion to the rebellious, yet gentler than a dove to the meek. Ethelwald died today on the 1st of August 984 at Beddington in Surrey, and he was buried in the crypt of the Old Minster at Winchester. But 12 years later, a citizen of Wallingford claimed to have been cured of blindness by visiting his tomb. This was taken as the necessary sign for his formal recognition as a saint, and his body was translated from the crypt to the choir. One of his students, Wolfstan of Winchester, wrote a biography, which seemed to have played a major role in promoting his cult. However, it is interesting to note, from a hagiographical point of view, that the figure that Wolfstan described inspired respect as a formidable authoritarian rather than love and devotion. And the cult of Athwold never seems to have achieved great popularity. He had a reputation for ruthlessness and sensitivity, which was not shared by the other 10th century monastic reformers. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can, as we look at the life of Edith Stein, a philosopher, convert and a saint who died at Auschwitz. Please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. And if you wish to explore this year's archive of podcasts, visit us on www.pogp.net. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod.gmail.com. And thanks to Alexander Nakarada for today's music. And have a lovely day wherever you are. And thanks for listening.